Welcome back. There's more Bombay in the cup. Uh, so, for part two of this episode, we're going to do, first of all, just kind of break it down with Tyler a little bit. This is two times going into the playoffs with a high seed, and just wanted to talk through a couple of things with him, and then, of course, going to break down uh, our predictions for the first week of the playoffs. I feel like so, I'm on a corner and off Merritt Boulevard and Route 40 Security Boulevard with yeah, these just, drinks, just yeah, chopping yeah. about football, waiting and for the bus to come. And we're squeegeeing people. It feels like I'm drinking this out of a brown bag. Uh, so, okay, the first thing I wanted to talk with you about, a, cu- a couple of trades I want to go inside the mind before we kind of get into just overarching philosophy. Um, first of all, let's talk through the Pacheco trade. Mm. That's an interesting one because, I mean, I feel like you have a, a, a someone you love, young asset in Javante. Obviously, he's injured. He's more of a future asset. Right now, you're in the playoffs, so you need somebody. Now, just walk me through what what's going on with that. No, yeah, yeah. Uh... So I think I like Javante Williams a lot. Like I know a lot of people, I was I didn't. A lot of people came to me in the beginning of the year, and I didn't want to give him away. And then I offered him, and some people said, you know, I don't want some guy that has, you know, their injuries. And then I saw Sean was looking for Pacheco, or Sean was looking to get rid of Pacheco. I was looking to get rid of Javante Williams, not because you know what I mean. I think he's good. I think what me and Sean did when it came to player to player, even trade across the board, right? I think Pacheco and Javante Williams, when it comes to twenty the next year. 2023, it's going to be, you're going to see the same results. Can I push back on that Please a little do. bit? Scheme, the Chiefs are a pass first defense. Offense. Bron- yes. Oh, wow. Bombay. Yeah, I'm telling you. You're the warm. Bron- I feel Broncos, warm. The Broncos are not. What do you, how do you, what, what do you think about that? So great question. So that's where the third round draft pick comes in. So okay. when we were going through our negotiations, I explained to Sean because he said we can do straight up, which I agree. You know what I mean? I think that was okay, but he knows and I know. Like I texted him. I, I, the exact thing I said was, hey, man, you know the philosophy. Sell high, buy low. He knows what he was doing. He was selling Pacheco high. I understand that. Pacheco's balling out. So, of course, you're going to want top dollar for it. But I also understand the philosophy. you got to buy low at the same time. So what's the middle ground? He knows that Javante Williams, who I'm giving him, is going to get 60-plus percent of the snaps. And then my concern, I told him, is, hey, I'm more than happy to make the trade, but I need some type of youth collateral on the back end because Pacheco isn't even cracking 40%, and Clyde Brazier isn't even currently playing yet. Now, and, yes. And Jared McKinnon's eating up the password. Yes. Now, Jared McKinnon is on a one-year deal. He's not yes. going to be – probably won't be playing with him. But I guarantee they got Melvin Gore on the practice squad. They're going to fill in someone like they do every year. It's going to be a three-running back set. So I need a third-round pick in my mind to justify the straight-up trade because I think if you do that, it's it, – the third-round pick is what I thought made it even. So two things with that, and I think you're 100% correct. But when you're looking at schemes too – I could play devil's advocate with that. You know, Isaiah Pacheco's on a perennially high-powered offense. He has been the guy running the ball effectively. Yeah, he's not getting the snap count that a a normal bell cow would be, and he's got guys poaching. But, you know, Chiefs are a great team, great offense. And not saying that Javante Williams isn't going to be good, but, like, from what you see in the Broncos' offense this year, rhetorical question – what gives you the confidence that he's going to come back and make that offense better? I mean, Russell Wilson stinks, and this is honestly one of the biggest surprises of the season with how he's been playing. And I think with that being said, I think Javante Williams is going to be fine. He's going to get you 13 points at minimum a game. And I think I think he's good and young, but it's just like, I don't know. Like you said, that was a good even trade all around. He doesn't need Javante Williams right now because he's tanking. Yeah. You need a running back that's more consistent and young now, and you got the draft capital to like kind of even the odds. Yeah. Well, what just occurred to me is that Javante on a bad team 
consistency. It, it's like what Najee offers you on your team. Yeah, I would agree there. And also the one thing that I think, and this is a big factor when I'm looking at running backs and players, I think the one thing Javante Williams is going to bring to Sean's team that I don't think people sleep on, but like it just it just puts points on the board out of nowhere, is dink and dump pass. One thing about Isaiah Pacheco, he doesn't get the ball thrown to him at all. What do you want a guy? You want a guy that's rushing 10 yards or he gets a, a two-yard catch? And Look at Leonard Fournette. Point. Leonard Fournette rushes for 30 yards like, a game, and then but he gets eight catches for 40 yards. That's yeah. That's a 15-point exactly. game you secretly look, right there. You look at Austin Eckler's stats, he's probably the worst person statistically when it comes to it's what he rushing. puts up. He scored, I think, 27 points for me this week. I think he had 37 yards rushing, That's but right. he had 10 right. catches for 67 yards. Because the way the NFL is playing he, with swing he, balls. He barely cracked 100 total yards of total offense, but because of those 10 catches and that touchdown, he scores one. And that's where I think Javante Williams is going to produce serious dividends for Sean is he catches the ball. He's a dual dual setback. He runs out, catches, and he runs it. So with the running back aspect with your team, and we talk about it week in, week out, I mean, your younger assets like the Ramondre Stevenson, um, the Najee Harris, you know, but you do have some aged assets too with Derrick Henry. Absolutely. And Eckler, as good as he is, he's a little bit up there, but – I don't he know. This play, is he doesn't play the same game as Henry. I understand, but he's still he's a smaller he's guy. Old. So when he gets hit out in open field like that, it does pack a punch. You know, kind of. I know we've talked about it on the side about you know what to do with Derrick Henry. What's your outlook for him? What's your goal? Yeah, I mean, I've told multiple people that I've gotten trade talks with that I think Derrick Henry. I, there's a, a very high probability that I will put him on the trade block after the season's over. Um, just see what people are looking at. And I'd be willing, like here's a problem, I'll tell a trade that I put out there again. I got no response. We were talking and I sent this just to think about it. I'd be more than happy to send a Derrick Henry in a first round or second round pick for Jonathan Taylor. I have no problem for that. I don't care what Jonathan Taylor looks right now. He could be tanking, in my opinion, young, youthful. He's not going anywhere. Who, who's going to fill his shoes, in my opinion, right? No. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. But at the end of the day, for someone like uh, Brendan, you get a first, second round pick, which means you replenish your, your youth that I'm taking from you, but yep. also I'm going to give you someone to get you wins in the meantime. Yep. So that's how I think about trades. I make trades. It's, it's a plug and replace kind of concept. How I make trades, I don't look for large splashes. I just try to move the ball a yard every time. Like, I'm just trying to move the ball with my trades. Like, it's not you're going to look at my trades, but okay, that, that doesn't, like, Great. You pretty much traded for the same person, but in my mind, it's like I took my team and I moved them one yard. And we talk about this with Brendan a lot. Like he's a team that, you know, he's missed out on playoffs two two straight years now. But he's got some really really good assets with C.D. Lamb, great. Justin Jefferson, Jonathan Taylor, yeah, great uh, great, great tight ends with Mark Andrews, Pat Frymuth. Why don't you use those assets to kind of duplicate like in that you know moving like you can take a Justin Jefferson, yeah. get another wide receiver in return that's good. And also get a, a higher draft pick. I mean, yeah, and you have to look at you gotta kinda of think of like the Oakland A's with moneyball aspect. Like what yeah, you lose your Jason Giambis, you lose your Johnny Namans, but how are you recreate you gotta recreate them, replace yeah, them. And I think there's a million ways to skin a cat, and that's the hard part is like, you know, I mean again, my I have a, a philosophy of how I'm doing it. It could be totally ass backward and wrong and it just sucks and it, the whole thing falls apart. So it's like you're, you you gamble on your philosophy and what you think of how you think you can manage your team longevity wise. Like Playoff by playoff, that's about it as I'm trying to do. It's like, you know, obviously you want to win a championship, but if I can consistently just make the playoffs, that's all I'm really trying to do is be a playoff contender every year. I mean, you win one playoff game and you get your money back. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the other thing I wanted to talk with you about as it relates to your squad is the fact that, I, I mean, we've been talking about it all year on this podcast. The weakest part of your team has got to be wide receiver, but you've been able to pull a rabbit out of a hat 
all year. I mean, like, somehow you have McLaurin in there for the spike game. Uh, you're getting the Alan Lazard points. It's not every week, but you're getting them when they're coming. Uh, DJ Chark, I mean, we're talking about moving the ball one yard. He won you the $20 this week. So, like, how, what's, what's, the, what's the philosophy? How do, you, how do you pick of these kind of, like, wide receiver four type guys, which are the ones you're going to put in? Yeah, I mean, well, so if you looked at the the entire year of what I've played when it comes to wide receiver, I've started um, Alan Lazard and Terry McLaren the entire time. This is the first time I've ever done anything else unless there's a buy or trade. I keep the same guys and I never do it. But here's my my, um, opinion on, let's say, Alan Lazard. A lot of folks look at Alan Lazard like, why the hell did you get Alan Lazard? Let's also remind everyone, I trade, I gave, I gave Paul a second round draft pick and, um, Robert Woods for Alan Lazard, right? Why did I do that? Because in my opinion, people probably saw it. Alan Lazard was about to go. He was, he was the, number, the number, two, number one guy. He was the number two wide receiver last year. Um, Devontae Adams is leaving. He becomes the number one guy, and it's a bunch of rookies. So I knew regardless of what kind of game he has, the ball is just going to get thrown to him, whether he catches it or not. And then if you look at a lot of my wide receivers, in my opinion, I have middle-tier guys. I have from you know ranked overall 18 to probably like 55, right? Like, Noah Brown, we joke about it. I say all the time, he's the number 66th ranked overall receiver. You know how many fucking wide receivers there are in the NFL? A shit ton. Ranked 66 is pretty goddamn good, right? And if you're looking for a third, he's a third option on the bench. Like he's, If I'm looking for, like, let's say Zay Jones goes out, McCole Harvey goes out, if I have to rely on Noah, Noah Brown, he's going to get me seven points. I can win a game with one player getting me seven points. Yeah, and that's, that's how I this think. is like very, very analytical talk. Exactly. I'm not – this is how at least I do. I don't look for players like a wide receiver. There's so, like running back, there's one guy that carries the ball. They're going to score you a shit ton of points. There's always three wide receivers on the field at all times. Yes, there's people that absolutely blow up when it comes to wide receiver, but Alan Lazar consistently gets me, no lie, 12 points a game. Like, his bad games are nine. Like, that's a bad game for him. His great games are 18. So, I'm not... I love Alan Lazard for that exact reason. So, I love having Tyreek Hill on my roster. You're talking about a very different philosophy. Yeah. Are you not trading for a Justin Jefferson or something like that? No, because my opinion is if you look at Tyreek Hill and then you look at my running backs, look at overall points for the year, it's not even close. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, like you said, there's different ways to skin a cat. Uh, I can see a... I can see a hybrid of both philosophies, and that's what, you know, just for example, my team is like uh, I have guys that have volume, like the Amon Ross, St. Brown, at wide receiver, but I also have a Nick Chubb that I know is going to get the ball. Like you need to have – your your team should have a hybrid of safe floor guys but also boom potential for in order to be successful. But that's the thing with Kyle's team. His t- like, And there's I've seen different ways you can do it, like the no running back philosophy where you do a lot of wide receivers. So if you look at points for points, Kyle's team is – equally as good and stacked on the fact that he his his wide receivers absolutely bury my wide receivers and my running backs produce a little more his computer his uh quarterbacks are great too so if i had to rank overall team and i've talked to you this about this pat depth and everything his team is probably the best team in the league when it comes to overall players across the board hella points come from every direction and you can plug and play across the board right and i think that's why you're probably number one in overall points scored right I, I, yeah exactly for that exact reason right because you have depth everywhere right yep my philosophy is more like the small ball, but like I said, there's so many ways to skin a cat. Um, and and yeah. you look at Sean's team, Ramirez, doing the total opposite, rebuilding, and he's going to be someone that, you know, that's yeah. why this game so like, is the best. I mean, three of us, you know, we talk about this, you know, two straight years in the playoffs. Both, all three of us have had three of the top scoring teams 
you know, we have great teams and, and we all had different philosophies. So it's pretty interesting to chop it up with you about that. But uh, kind of segue to another subject. We talked about this when I uh, did our State of the Union with our dear commissioner over here. But um, with the league going forward, um, I think we kind of talked about, like, getting new members. And I think right now we're saying, like, don't fix something that's not broken. But um, one thing that, you know, Kyle and I did talk about, which is an interesting for fantasy, is uh, how do you feel about, you know, having a defensive player on the team? Um, not, like, team defenses, but just, like, one to two defensive players. Starting in a cornerback, starting a linebacker, starting a D-lineman. So I love this because I'm a defensive guy. I like if you had to ask me, you know, when it comes to football, any when it comes to football, watching it, I love defense. I love earholing people. I love watching <laughs> people get fucking earholed. Like defense is what is it's all about. We had to come up with our buzzwords of the season. I think earhole was one of our. Yeah, yeah, like I absolutely just love defense. Like defense is where you can like you know intimidate the shit out of people. Offenses don't want to run. Like my brother's an offensive guy. I love my brother. Right. He meets me in the hole. I'm hurting him. Plain and simple. <laughs> defense is where it's at. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I would love to have defensive players. It's a whole different side of the game, right? I think it's all equally important. I think there's so many different players you can plug and play when it comes to who gets interceptions, who gets tackles. Like, Sacks. Yeah, like I, I and I love the, like, like you have a, a someone that's so sold because I love defense. So, uh, so Tyler's in Super for IDP. Interesting. And, like, interesting. I, and we talked about Kyle's, like, five-year plan. <laughs> Maybe it's ten-year yeah, plan. Not to die. <laughs> Yeah. End up working she's, banging, she's banging the Pepperidge Farm guy. Yeah. But. Still live in a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's I definitely um, it's definitely interesting. And as we've had this interview with you and kind of being our you know guest co-host with us, uh, we like to gauge the temperature of the league because I know Kyle for a fact, and I'm sure everybody else like doesn't want to just get my opinion on things. Like, and I think our group message is very transparent with well, what we want and whatnot. I could always just field a survey about that. Oh yeah, I forgot you got the survey monkey. Is that what yeah. you use? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Plug the survey but monkey. But you need fans. to put a you need to put a face behind it. <laughs> so, I guess with that, you guys want to get to playoff predictions. Sure thing. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, folks. So. Like every week, me and Pat are going to make predictions on who we think is going to win this week's matchup. Whoever gets the fewest right is going to be uh, drinking some Malort next week. So just to review, I guess, playoff edition of I Choose You. Um, right now, Prudence is the top seed. He's got to buy. Erdman here, he's got to buy number two seed. I'm number three, McCracken four, Boakland five, Donnie six. So that means I'm facing Donnie this week. And uh, McCracken and Boakland, which I guess we talked about this at the top. So, um, Tyler, me and Pat already made our picks here, but you, okay. can, make, you can make some guest picks I as love well. it on the fly. So, okay, first matchup, me versus Donnie. I'm taking, I'm taking myself in this one. I think, I think I got some pretty favorable matchups. I think I got a good squad. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be hard to beat you this week, not going to lie. Your team's uh, a lot healthier, playing better. I mean, I'm going to have one quarterback, Jared Goff, on the road. Because Kenny Pickett sucks. Pick yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I just wanted to be in playoffs because you never know what can happen. Like, you could have a stinker. I could have a boom game. Really? Like, who knows? But um, my team isn't playing well. Lamar is still hurt. Bad matchups. Pat, did you say who's going to win? Or are you just – I think I just – I think I just put myself in an early grave. So. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you just talked about how you're – like, you don't like the matchup. Sorry, I blacked out what happened. <laughs> You didn't really give a winner. Um, on the river. Yeah. yeah on the river, right. maybe. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I, looking at the matchup overall when it comes to Pat and Kyle, yeah, Kyle's team is, you know, hot. It's, he's been hot all year, right? His, if he, you look at his down games, they're not really down games. I don't think he's ever been under 100 points all year long, like consistent winner. And, and Pat's starting to have some injuries creep in. So it's going to be one hell of a game to watch as the playoffs. You never know what's going to happen, but I'm going to have to lean uh, towards Kyle. So brother versus brother, civil war going brother. on. Uh, McCracken versus Boakland. It's, a, uh, I guess, fitting. We grew up on the Mason-Dixon line. Um, McCracken versus Boakland. I think that, uh, I mean, well, you go you go first. Yeah. So I was looking at this, and it's kind of hard when the Sleeper doesn't come out with, like, the teams and see, like, who they're playing. Yeah, yes. you yeah. do it manually. Yeah. God, I hate long division. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I actually, uh, just looking at it, uh, went with Boakland. Chargers wide receivers playing well. They got the Titans. Titans defense passing is pretty shit. And uh, – Patrick Mahomes has the Houston Texans. So, a lot of a lot of potential there for some points, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I mean McCracken, he's a, his his team is in a little bit of a of a crisis at running back right now, but I mean he has some pieces that could blow up this week, a couple of okay matchups. I mean there's there's no way that Diggs and Christian Watson and Waddle are all kept down this week. Um I, I mean I, I follow your logic, and I wish I could pick them, but since we both picked me, I'm betting on McCracken so, this week. So before Tyler jumps in, the one thing I did want to say is that the only reason that scares me about Josh's team is that the Dolphins and the Bills are playing each other. Oh, so yeah. the, the Waddle, shoot too. Out, shoot out potential. Yeah, I mean, I think it's in Buffalo. But oh, is it really? Yeah, so. Mm, that's, I'm, that's but, I mean, but, it's, but they're going to be throwing back and forth. So with Diggs, Waddle, and Tua all on his team – there's a lot of potential for some big games. I, I, that reminds that reminds me. I was looking at the app. I did not see the snow little emoji next to their names yet. Anyway, so it'd be clear skies. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a good old fashioned rock fight between these two. <laughs> um, very excited to see. I'm I'm predicting like one one eighteen to like one twenty three. Right. Ooh. So everyone write that down. Okay. Cash it in. Um, guess. This ain't going to be no guess. That would be two above average scores. Our oh, okay. average for the season is around 116. Okay, good to know. There's analytics for you, folks. Yeah. Um, we'll take you to Horseshoe and put that number down. Please do. I'm more of a Keno guy. Um, but if I had to if I had to, if to choose someone, I think I'd have to give the, the nod to McCracken. You know, I think he's feisty. I think he's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve. And yeah. He's our swindler of a treasurer, so yeah, he he's is. I'm telling you, I still haven't got that twenty dollars, and I have had a bunch of big screen TV show up to my house. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, who the hell's buying this, right? So there's another Tyler Wood runner out there. Thanks, Josh. I will say, Josh, I know you're not listening, but I'm just gonna <laughs> pretend that you are. Um, I traded Gigino. If we meet in the championships, you know, God bless. I would love to make it there, and you beat me because of a Gino game. I'm going to be pretty pissed yeah, about it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier with the Jamal Williams and Joku trade. Like, I think you, you still would have beaten Paul, but it was worse than it was a double-edged sword for him. Yeah. The fact that Jamal Williams shat the bed and, and Joku sure. was a top tight end. Yeah, instant karma. And, and a sore subject before we move on. I will also say, even though I've rooted for Josh, he also, that Sam Baggins son of a bitch, picked up um, Jordan Love off waivers because oh I had to drop. Him. I can't believe you got rid of him. I had to. I, I had to make. I did you get rid of Ian Book too? Yeah, I did. Andrew Locke. Trust me, the list goes on and on. Yeah, the list goes on and on. <laughs> hey, not every pick is a hit. No, right? I just the Jordan Love thing is pretty interesting though. Like I fucked up with that. I had to drop. I didn't put him on taxis, and that's why I texted the game. How do you put him on? Ta- and 
I didn't realize because he wasn't. So, he wasn't even a rookie. It's all good, but, and that's where I fucked up. And then I. It's needed, a franchise tag red I, shirt. I needed to create like <laughs> I needed to create space in my free agency for those tight ends, and I had to drop in front of those. And then I thought, who knows? Maybe no one will get him, or people just think I still have my team. And I see Josh throws down twenty five large ones as his fantasy money on it. I have zero dineros to throw, so I had you to politely walk away. Out, you cashed out on Bailey Zappi. Oh, yeah. Him and Taylor Heineke. I, put, I just dropped up. Well, you also, he also, he also put, didn't have a quarterback that one. I put, I put a dime on them both. I mean, I, I put it in. Speaking of putting dimes yeah, on it, how about, about Hunter dropping like all of his free agent bucks on Tyler Huntley? Uh, who was the other quarterback he picked? Purdy. Yeah, Brock yeah. Purdy. Yeah, and they, like $40 on Brock Purdy. Hey, you gotta, it's like PTO. You got to get rid of it. Yeah, or else it doesn't roll over. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, actually, before we break it up, so a couple of – Wacky waiver wire quarterback pickups. So we got Mike White, Brock Purdy, Taylor Heineke doesn't really count, but Bailey Zappi. Yeah. Any of these kinds of guys that have come up throughout the season. I mean, I would throw Tyler Huntley in there. Yeah. Do any of these guys have long term value? It's a great to, question. To an extent. Well, this is what I'm. Which of them has long term value? This is what I'm asking. I don't know. Bailey Zappi can't leave the Patriots. Yeah. Huntley can't leave. I. Not to get off subject, but the Tyler Huntley-Lamar conversations, of course, had another run-in with old white men about they should move on to Tyler Huntley, even though he's one in five and two touchdowns, four interceptions. But like, okay, 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 okay. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. I told you I didn't want to get off subject. Yeah. But um, Have a sip. like, if Tyler Huntley was a starting quarterback in this league, like, wouldn't you think teams would be, or like, do you think it's the Ravens holding on to him because they love him being the backup to Lamar, or do you think like other teams just aren't interested in him? I don't fucking know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know to that either. I think all those quarterbacks are in a unique situation because they're either extremely young on their first-year deal yeah. or they've been in the league and they're end of the year. Taylor Heineke, his contract ends this year. Jordan Love, contract ends. And this is the one thing I was talking to my brother about. Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy you can just tell. Like he, The guy's playing on fucking like with like three toes, right? He's super yeah. injured, but he's a, it just looking at him how he acts he's the type of guy that he's not going to let, let football retire him he's going to retire from football and he knows if he doesn't play and this guy Jordan Love comes in so, and falls out they move on the, and next thing you know he gets phased out of football because of a young guy it's right. what he did to I think far. the one that's he goes too big I think the one that's ready to be dealt now or like has the most interesting one even though he's not in this cuz he's been in the league a little bit longer is Jordan Love yes. because here's here's the reason why Aaron Rodgers is like Tyler said, beat up old. The team, they have some draft picks to play with after the Devontae Adams trade. Christian Watson looks like he's the real deal. But the thing is, is like the Packers did it right with what they did with Jordan Love against the Eagles. He looked great. Yeah. But if you play him again and he sucks, his draft, his draft, or I'm sorry, his trade, his trade value goes down. So it was like, it's kind of like a very Matt Flynn situation where Matt Flynn had a couple. Good, decent outputs for the Packers. Got a huge deal with the Seahawks, but he never played for them because they found Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. But Jordan Love, you know, or the Packers get rid of him, or Aaron Rodgers, which they'd have to come to terms with that. Maybe a team like Tennessee, yeah. you know, needs a quarterback. They have good offense line, good running game weapons. They Nashville, Aaron Rodgers just built a house there, actually. So it's like those are things like that. And Jordan Love. Interesting, yeah. yeah. And Jordan Love, like, I mean, he's cheap. He's he's got yeah. one more year, and yeah, like his contract ends this and year. So it's, so like, it's like, yeah. So it's like, I think Jordan Love is the one. If anybody has them, like the other guys are going to be backups and get a couple spot starts here and there. One thing I will say though, Mike White, I feel like he does everything Zach Wilson does better. He's yeah. the, he's. I didn't realize he was so old, and when I say yeah, old, he's twenty seven. But 
I, he's going to be a starter for the Jets. I, Zach yeah, Wilson's but, time, next, but I'm talking about next year. See, Zach Wilson's time with the Jets is done. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. You, I think Mike so, really? I, 110%. Yes, I think so. What I think the Jets like if I if if I was the GM of the perfect scenario overall, I love Zach Wilson. Well, I think he's a great transition quarterback. Use him, get what you need him, get a couple dubs, do what you got to do to mingle around. You mean Mike White? Mike, Mike, Mike White, sorry, yes, Zach White. Mike White, use him, get what you get out him, get a couple wins, get some buzz going, and then go out and get a fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Come in, get your next transition guy, and then throw in a rookie to try to do that up. Like, a lot of these teams, they try to hit on these first-round draft picks with quarterbacks, which, like, listen, it could be a huge boom. Your Peyton Mannings, your Tom, not even Tom Brady, like, these first-round draft picks that just explode. But I get, But if we looked at all the numbers, I bet you there's more flops at a first-round quarterback than a, a home run. So two things with that, and it's funny you mentioned that. So first-round quarterbacks, you know, I talk about it all the time. You buy these Lamborghinis, you park them in the hood. Yeah. Look at Deshaun Watson. Got his knees blown up all the time. Joe Burrow blew out a knee. Um, Andrew Luck's career ended same situation. But, like, the – the NFL, professional sports is the only industry in America where you're the top of your class and you get drafted to the shittiest company. Yeah. Like when you're coming out of Harvard or something, you get drafted or drafted, you get picked up by the biggest law firms or business schools. So with sports, you can't be looking at these players coming out like who's the best potential. You have to look at the best fit. Like Justin Fields, I'd say he was talented coming out of Ohio State. I wasn't the biggest fan of him, but like he got dealt to a shitty organization. Trevor Lawrence. Was horrible. They they said how good you're a big high school guy. Yeah. How how good they say Trevor Lawrence was coming I mean, out of high incredible. school. Trevor Lawrence only lost one. Trevor Lawrence only lost one football game his entire high school and college right. career. Right. One football game and, in eight years and, or in six. So years. then now it's you're insane. going to a a, a small market insane. team in Florida and with a, a drunk fucking college yeah. co-eds coach and like that's my point is you get to find a right coach right fit like. You have to cater your offense. You have, to, why, you have to buy a left tackle to protect him. Like all this shit that's goes why into I think play. You need to find the Alex Smiths, the Jimmy Garoppolo's. Those, those guys are just pure winners. They've been in the league. They bounce around, but they're winners, right? They're winners. Get them on your team. Use them for a little bit. Have a transition person. Do what the uh, sorry. Do what the um, Packers are doing. Find some guy to try to groom, and then pop someone in. You're gonna to and if you have if you have that like 500 or below 500 season, like look at the Steelers, like. Do I think Kenny Pickett's the answer? Yeah. I'm not sure yet, but like he's shown flashes, and Trubisky was that guy to like kind of like transition to him, and like yeah, the Steelers are having a down year, but like yeah. you have to have these growing pains and like have these like, I mean it sucks because professional sports are also not very patient. But what do I know? I sell cybersecurity, so so uh, I'm a defense contractor. What, I, <laughs> what I'm hearing is Jimmy G to the Jets. I love that. That's not a bad fit. And, and you know what? Who's the head coach of the, the Salah? Jets? Who and was where the, did he come from? The Niners. Wow. Whoa. Wow. wow. Mind, I might mind. know somebody. Yeah, tying it all back to Tyler's childhood. Cheers. Family. Cheers to that. On the river. It's on the river. Hit him with the flop. Well, uh, folks, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Was that all the teams? Yeah, that's everything. <laughs> wow. I, well, we went on a tangent. I was like, I don't even know where we're at anymore. Like, I don't even know what part of the podcast. Fun, fun isn't it, huh? Oh. <laughs> Love it. I'm like, glad. I'm glad you're an award winning listener, and you come in every week. And I mean, I love it. I tap in early because like, it's like bring your kid to work day over it here. Is. It really is, and I'm like jumping for joy. So, um, so I get the West Coast tap, and I love it. So yeah, and Kyle Tyler also mentioned like he listens to the podcast like late when we come out with it because he's on West Coast time. Hey, so he like, and the fact that Madeline texts Meredith like Tyler's cackling again must be listening to the podcast. Oh, I love it. I laugh. 
I laugh very hard. It's a great thing. I mean, come on, you got to find some fun in life, and this is something incredible. It, it's funny. It's fun. It's extremely engaging. Like I said, I've never played Dynasty um, Fantasy Football ever. Dynasty anything. I, I do fantasy basketball and football. Those are the only two things I do. Dynasty is by far like the best way to go, in my opinion, when it comes yep. to football. I'm not sure how basketball would work, but football by far awesome, especially – Kyle's done a great job of kind of getting a great like minutia of people. Yep, um, <laughs> Real. really gel well, right? And it's 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 fun, and I'm excited for what the years to come. We got a freaking podcast. I'm telling you, if shit pops off, I'm your manager. You call me first. I'll be your handler. I'll handle the rest. Okay. <laughs> I just want to let that be known on the airways. Who was the ad? No we, ad this week. No ad this week. Oh wow. <laughs> Let's do it. Can the ad be PM Dawn? Right? Great, great what? group. PM Dawn. What the hell is that? Listen to PM what Dawn. What the fucker is in your cup? <laughs> Put on the PM Dawn. Listen to PM Dawn, everybody. All right. Shouts out to PM Dawn. That's about it. Have a great week, folks.